I am nasty like Susan, Elizabeth, Eleanor, Amelia. This was a white lash against a changing country. How stupid are the people of the country to believe this? More than four in ten voters say the other party's policies are so misguided they pose a threat to the nation. I know we have still not shattered that highest and hardest glass ceiling. Take your broken heart, make it into art. Hi, I'm Kamara McLaughlin, and you're listening to The Collage, a production of the Back to Work Collective. Today, we wanted to share an experience with you. The Back to Work Collective brought a puppet sculpture of Lady Liberty to the 2017 Women's March and asked people what liberty meant to them. Throughout the upcoming audio, you will hear people we spoke with on the ground, intertwined with speakers from the anti-inauguration, sponsored by Jacobin Magazine on Inauguration Night. My intention is to be clear that this is powerful and important, but not frivolous. Want to feel the balance of hope that's like the combination of hope and an optimism of the future with the very real serious dose of determination that work needs to be done and we need to do that work. There's a lot of pink hats, like a lot of pink hats. Truly the, the clothing item of solidarity today is clearly that item. What does liberty mean to you? Uh, to me? Yeah! Freedom from all this BS that is being put on us. Yes. I miss liberty! Donald Trump is president. Liberty's in danger. Oh, liberty means that I can, um, I can do what I want, I guess. Yeah. The right to pursue happiness in the way that I see fit. Liberty means, like, I'm able to be free. So I don't have that fear of going outside and being denied from society. Well, I'm an artist, so freedom means everything to me. If that's liberty, yes, I believe that is. And But I believe you also have to work for it. You don't just get handed it. A big part of it is equity. That's my concern in everything I do as a public school teacher. That's a lot of what brought us here. What do you think of that Statue of Liberty? I like it. Before it had I love it. <laughs> While in D.C., we encountered a few Trump supporters and tried to engage in those tough conversations. So I'm a business owner and I uh, am a multimillionaire. So, okay. Okay, so what do you think of climate change? What? What do you think of climate change? I what, care for business. What do you value higher? What do you guys care about the economy? We, I believe that there's ways that we can be create jobs that are like more sustainable. What? Do you think that the oil sector is going to sustain our economy in the long run over renewable energy? I I think, I I mean, I'm not against renewable energy. Okay. I like it, yeah. But I'm saying that I like the economical views of Trump way more than the environmental views. So you don't care about the environment? Didn't say that, did I? No, I'm, I'm asking. No, I, I'm for it. So what are you um, excited about from this weekend? Uh, just excited to see if Trump can come through with what he said he's going to come through with his promises. And what are you um, hoping or like most interested in what he comes through with? 
Jimmy, you can take that one. I think it's going to be jobs for everybody in the country. It doesn't matter who you are. Bring manufacturing back to the country. All right, we've been pretty much been ripped off by most of the world for a long, sold out by our leaders. Now this guy is leading the country and bringing things back to the country. Is there a moment, did you go to the inauguration? Yes, I did. Was there a moment that like stood out to you? How did you feel? The moment he said he had the Bible on his hand and he said it was over. And it was like, we finally, the black cloud moved out. And I don't mean that in a negative or derogatory way. Now we have the future to look for. The only people that are afraid in this country are people afraid of the future. Those that are embrace the future and think it's going to be better are happier today. But those that are afraid of the future are, are scared today. And let me add this to that, uh, the statement where he made, that the, uh, the carnage in America stops now. And it's going to be essentially a new day tomorrow. So that, that was pretty telling to me when he made that drastic of a statement. What do you think that that statement meant? It meant that the government is going to get smaller in D.C. and the power is going to go back out to the rest of the United States instead of it being centralized here and controlled. I've dealt with government for 30 years, and when I find with government you're a bureaucrat, no is your favorite answer. No gives you power. Control. Yes is a word they have a hard time saying. How different black men would get off. Well, but also, that's another very big factor. If I was a cop and my life was on the line and I had children and a wife at home or children and a husband at home, I'm sorry. It's like I'm gonna if I'm like out if I'm out in D.C. Again, am I gonna look at us or am I gonna look at a couple of black guys down the road? Who's whose life is? Who could take my life more likely? It's not going to be us in most cases. It's going to be the black guy or the as Mexican or the Puerto Rican. Like, yeah, you don't like the general, but why do you? Yeah, like why it, are you? Um, like, what what basis of information? So do you, you have don't ever get nervous that? when you're walking down the street. I'm I'm really not racist. I mean, I don't really care. But when I'm like mm -hmm. walking down the street at night, who's going to frighten me a little bit more? There is. If I see him walking down the street, or I see. Um, in my. Just comment. Now? That, that was, how is that not right there? How I'm just that? being well, honest. Based on our life I'm being honest. No, 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 I'm just saying, how is that comment, though, not just a racist comment, though? I'm sure it is in it's your realistic. mind because it's you not, came over and came it's in. It's reality. It's reality. It's reality. Racism is reality. I think that's that's, fine. Based that's on your experiences. Um, you it's not. It's not. I'm not. That's a good point. I don't want to argue with anybody. I like everybody. I'm like, people of the same color. 80% of murders of white people are against white people. But if you put your, if you're out there and you're thinking about what's safe for you, I'm just being honest. It's like, you wouldn't scare me. I'm sorry. You wouldn't scare me. And I, I don't know how <laughs> like you would not. Like you might, you, just you might actually black... make me a little nervous. <laughs> I might actually think about you a little bit. Make, you make me nervous too. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, all honesty, people that are. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you on the street, and it's like you're a big guy. It's like, yeah, you might make me a little nervous. He might be the scarier a, guy, ultimately. A threat. It's an imagined threat. It's something that you built up around for yourself, and I, I feel There's, for you. I wish it wasn't that way. I don't really need you to feel for me. I'm good. I feel pretty good about myself, and, and it's like. Worried. But I have common sense, and. These are societal problems that are not going to change. Uh, like you said, education is important. Uh, but it's going to take a long time. Well, I just Before wish things it would be not. There's just certain things that are scarier than others. I think that's you don't scare me. Not hate makes America great. Love, not hate, makes America great. Love, not hate, makes America great. Do you have any? What? Um, what did you have any thoughts or? What uh, do you see? What yeah. do you feel? I it was really unorganized and um, I didn't care for all of the 
swear words. I thought it was kind of rude. Do um, and I don't understand. I don't want to get into it, but if you just want me to give you a statement, I will. Yeah. I think that women aren't short on rights, so I don't know what it was all about, really. Okay. I thought it was disrespectful to do the day after um, a new president comes in. Um, I thought it was very rude. Do you think, um, tell me more about maybe your, how, um, like equality as a woman? Yeah, I don't see what the problem is. I don't, I don't know why people are saying that women don't have equal rights, and I am pro-life, and don't even get into that discussion with me. I'm just um, wanting to hear your thoughts. I won't yeah. ask any things that... Um, and then what are you most um, excited about Trump being president? And the whole Trump rally. I mean, not Trump, but the whole thing. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, do you, any of his um, policies or... Like, what's your one of your favorite things about his... his I'm just happy to have a Republican back in office. Okay. Would love to just catch whatever you want to say. Oh, I just gonna say I love how organized it was and how the, this guy just made us rile up and just organize. Woo! Do you have like a specific moment you saw something or heard something or feeling? I think the moment he got elected, I just felt like I needed to do something. My friend Meredith and I were both thinking we gotta get run for office or something. We just can't sit sit back anymore. Can't sit back and let anyone else do with things. I promise not to leave the conversation. You know, I think that in, we don't, I don't have close friends who are Trump supporters. Yeah. And so there's no one that I can talk to yeah. that isn't, oh, this is getting uncomfortable, peace. Right, right. What does it mean to, like, have this conversation that doesn't get cut short because we have to leave the subway? Right. Like, I don't know. Right. I don't know what that conversation looks like. So one thing I th think that we've realized in this uh, electoral cycle is just the danger of a celebrity and how they can be great for culture and the personality of this country, but we saw somebody with a lot of personality, very little policy or understanding or respect for people. And it was interesting to watch this rally and just seeing dozens of people who were you know, out there speaking, including civil rights leaders like Angela Davis. And there was some respect for her, but like once they had Alicia Keys and Madonna, everybody had their cameras out, everybody was singing and crying. And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, music is great. And of course I love the arts, don't hurt me. But it's really sad though. Like, we're all here because of what's happened to us politically, and yet we're so still, like, politically either uninformed or politically not inspired. And so I really hope that we can use this time to realize um, we have to give as much love and power as we do to our celebrities as we do to our activists. And that's something yes. I want to see happen. And I love this group, the Back to Work, because y'all are a fusion of the art, the culture, and the politic. Nice. You can't separate those. We have to build organizations that are democratic, multiracial, and militant with a foundation in solidarity. Solidarity meaning that even if you don't experience a particular oppression, it doesn't matter because you understand that as ordinary people, our fates are tied together and that one group's liberation is dependent on the liberation of all the oppressed and Next, we hear from Amanda Ghosh, who interviewed Minnie Chu, 
a women's and gender studies professor who transforms politically relevant drawings into t-shirts and postcards. I met Minnie at a New York City protest and found out she was first inspired to make etchings and postcards to spread the word about the Women's March. Since then, she has made multiple prints based on Black Lives Matter, Standing Rock, Healthcare, and more. Check out her Etsy page called Practicing Democracy. I'm Minnie Chu. I, I teach. I'm um, an adjunct at Hunter College and also Pace. I teach women and gender studies, and I love it. Um, I love my students. It's just a really rewarding field to be in. So why don't you tell us, Minnie, a little bit about what artwork you're doing? Um, well, it, it really you know, started off as just postcards. Um, I started with the Women's March because I was, you know, I really wanted people to go. And, um, and as far as I knew, like, not many people had heard about it. So I, you know, I made a postcard. I, I you know, etched out this etching, and I basically um, used that etching for a postcard. And I mailed it out to, like, everybody, everybody I know. So it was, like, over 150 or something like at the By the end, close to 200 people got wow. a postcard. Yeah, and basically I was trying to either tell them um, to go to D.C., and if they couldn't, I was telling them where the sister marches were, like near them. And then, um, and so people got really excited. And then um, the etching that I made, my partner was looking at it, and she's like, well, why don't we make a T-shirt? Um, well, the background is sort of like uh, Washington, so it's like, you know, there are different um, Washington, you know, classic Washington sites. And then in the front is just like a bunch of protesters and signs and whatnot. And part of my whole thing around the Women's March was I was so anxious after Trump got elected that I was, I was literally, like, like, paralyzed. Like, just, I couldn't do anything. I shouldn't say paralyzed. I was, I was basically just beside myself, and I couldn't get work done. I couldn't really sleep right, and it was really important to me that people say something and yeah. do something. And yeah, so this is, this is what I felt like I could do because I didn't feel like I could do anything else. You know, I was like kind of helpless about it. Um, and so that was what I did. Um, well, I named it Practicing Democracy because I, I really believe in democracy. I don't think our democracy is perfect. I don't think, um, I think there are a lot of things about it that could be better. Um, but, but at the same time, I think that um, I want a democracy. I want a better democracy. And I am really afraid of, and it's very easy for a government and a state to, you know, become a dictatorship. And it's not as hard as people think. Um, and, and, and in a lot of ways, that's what Donald Trump is, right? And so I wanted people to think about what democracy was. It's not just, you know, waving around your flag. It's not even just like going to the Women's March, you know, or any marches. It's, it's really about how you think about yourself as a citizen and how you, what you practice, you know, what you do. Because I was so concerned about people getting there. And I was like, oh my God, I hope people go, I hope people go. Oh my God, has to, you know, people have to go to this thing. And then I get there and I'm like, this is beyond my wildest dreams. As far as you could see in front, as far as you could see in back, it was just people, right? And people there with all these different signs saying different things. So I just gave, oh, I don't know if I told you this, I just contributed $520 from the t-shirts um, that went to Planet Parenthood. Yeah. Oh my, and oh so my goddess. That is <laughs> what everybody, like that was everyone buying a t-shirt 
And I just thought to myself, you know what? I could just, um, just sit here and do nothing because I can't seem to do anything. Or I could maybe do something a little more productive that might do something, you know, hopefully, um, that maybe um, will help me, you know, get through this hell of a presidency that we're going to go through, you know. Um, And so it's been helpful for me. These are like going to be like I wanted them out there so that there would be no denying that we were here and that we Mm -hmm. resisted and that we protested because I want to leave a huge trail and like that 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 people will look behind and say oh no that was not okay like there were people who resisted that that didn't want that didn't want that that's important for our future you know it's hard work um but it's 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 the only work that matters right now Mm. is coming together our movements are rich with leaders and rich with ideas so let's get out of shock right away and build the kind of radical movement that has a genuine answer to the hate and fear represented by the Trumps of this world. Let's set aside whatever is keeping us apart, be it our egos, our brands, whatever it is, and let's get started right now. Thank you so much for listening. You can join us for our next episode about art from Standing Rock, by subscribing to our feed and giving us a review wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow the Back to Work Collective on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For information about the speakers you heard, please look to our show notes. You can also check out our website, backtoworkcollective.com. Special thanks to Minnie Chu for sitting down with us and to everyone who spoke with us at the Women's March. And thank you to everyone who made this episode possible. Rania Alvershuti, Lawrence Dreyfus, Amanda Ghosh, Robert Gagno, Julie Levine, Nicholas Orvis, Lucia Pullman, Rin Shaw, and Danny Bradley. And until next time, I'm Kamara McLaughlin.